Oh, hello, God. <laughs> How you? I guess you're happy to be in 2019. I'm just going to say really a few things here. I just want to read a couple scriptures. I'll be honest, I have like three messages here, and none of them are complete. So we're going to start with one and see what happens. So it should be pretty pretty quick. But you can probably bring me down just a little bit, guy. I'm going to start talking louder. Just open to Isaiah 52. You know, last week we just talked briefly about awakening and really, my wife just kind of highlighted that, and so we're gonna we're gonna go with that one. Uh, so Isaiah f- chapter fifty-two is is an awakening um, chapter in in the Old Testament. I'm going to read a good majority of this scripture here and just kind of let uh, the Holy Spirit speak to you just directly from, from the Word of God without my own commentary. So, Lord, we just we just thank you right now for your presence, that even as we read the Word of God right now, that, that things will be deposited, stirred, come to life, whatever needs to happen still in our lives, God. We thank you for that says this, Awake, awake, Zion. Clothe yourself with strength. Put on your garments of splendor. Jerusalem, the holy city, the uncircumcised and defiled will not enter you again. Shake off your dust. Rise up. Sit enthroned, Jerusalem. Free yourself from the chains on your neck, Daughter Zion, now a captive. For this is what the Lord says. You were sold for nothing, and without money you will be redeemed. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. At first my people went down to Egypt to live. Lately Assyria has oppressed them. And now what what do I have here, declares the Lord. For my people have been taken away for nothing, and those who rule them mock declares the Lord. And all day long my name is constantly blasphemed. Therefore, my people will know my name. Therefore, in that day, they will know that it is I who foretold it. Yes, it is I. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, Your God reigns. Listen. Your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted His people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare His holy arm in the sight of all the nations and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Depart, depart, go out from there. Touch no unclean thing. Come out from it and be pure. You who carry the articles of the Lord's house, 
but you will not leave in haste or go in flight, for the Lord will go before you. The God of Israel will be your rear guard. Now, if you can't receive something from that scripture, I don't know, right? That is powerful. And of course, if you, as we apply it today, as we look at this, of course, Jerusalem and Zion, that's all representative of the people of God. So if you're one of the people of God, then this scripture now, looking back through the blood of Jesus, that we're on the other side of the covenant, and he's saying, awake, awake, he's saying, clothe yourselves with strength. Sometimes we clothe ourselves with all kinds of stuff, but he's telling you, now is the time to wake up, clothe yourselves with strength. You are not weak anymore. You're not weak anymore. You are now strong, but you have to take it up. You have to be strong in the power of his might. You have to put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand. But what has been given to you is already available. You're not lacking something. It's not that you need to have something added to you. It's not that you need to change something other than receiving, other than walking, other than believing, other than, than going forth. Clothe yourself with strength. Put on your garments of splendor. And actually kind of what that that is there is it it says put on your fine garments. Put on your, your best clothes. It's not talking about... Sunday morning dress, okay? Uh, we've been delivered from that, thankfully, in most churches, that it doesn't matter how you dress, but it does matter spiritually. What are you putting on? You only put on fine garments for special occasions, right? You know, when I went went down recently for a wedding, it said, uh, what, what was it? Uh, black tie optional, okay? Just maybe you've never been invited to a wedding that actually had it out there. It said black tie optional. And so I was like, okay, well, that's good. I, I'm going to go without that option then. <laughs> and so I was informed, though, what that means is you don't have to wear a tux. Did you all know that? Okay, a black tie optional means, hey, you better dress up really nice, but if you don't want to go full out for the tux, that's fine. You can just wear a full suit <laughs> or a very nice dress for you ladies. So that anyway, just FYI, black tie optional doesn't mean, oh, I got a good any option. So here, here's the deal. For special occasions, you put on your finest garment. You put on your, your best clothes. And so what God is saying is when you wake up, when you're walking in what he has for you, then you're going to be dressed spiritually with your fine garments. We've got a robe of righteousness. We've got the breastplate of righteousness. We've got the armor of God. Um, the garment of praise, we've been kind of putting that on today pretty well. Thank you, Jesus. The garment of praise for the spirit of despair. You know, there's all kinds of clothing articles spiritually that are listed in the scriptures. Clothe yourself with fine garments. You've been given something that you can use. You don't have to go out in darkness. You've been made light. If you're a believer in Jesus, it says you're not darkness anymore. You're now light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Wear what you've been given. Don't take off those clothes. Put on the fine garments. And here's the third thing. I told you it was going to be short here. Free yourself from the chains on your neck. It's kind of interesting. You know, right here, the the people of God have been taken captive. That's, That's the context here, just to 
briefly summarize it. You know, the people of God, God kept warning them, if you don't, if you don't follow me, you're just going to have to get taken away. And the point was, is it's so important that you stay close to me that I will do anything to get you back. So if, if letting someone else take you captive will get you back to me, then that's actually love. See, we think, Today, we think love means only, well, you have to be nice to me. No, love means doing what's best for you. If what's best for you is to get imprisoned somewhere so that you turn back to God, then God's going to say, go to prison, whether that's literally or spiritually. Because he's good. He has to do what's good because he's good and he's love. And so it sure doesn't feel like it at the time. But the goal is, come to me. That's what he says. Come to me. Come to me. You got to be close to me. So if I'm going to let you go to that, the goal is, the goal wasn't captivity. The goal was intimacy. The goal was never captivity. It wasn't like God was like, that's my plan. No, he's like saying, no, I, I have to get to my plan, which is intimacy, which is closeness with you, relationship with you, where I share my life with you. And I will get you there any way I can. And so if it's to put you on a far place where you feel like you're all alone so that you get drawn close to me, so that you wake up, so that you cry out, so that you are clothing yourself once again with the right clothing, then so be it because I'm good and I'm loved, says the Lord. I'm going to do that. And so he sent his people into captivity. But here's the deal. I mean, it's all so full of grace. They don't have to free themselves. God's going to do it. But he just, but he does say this. Take the chains off your neck. You know, in those days they would, you know, they had literal chains when they imprisoned somebody. You know, they have the, the, the thing around the neck, you know, the shackles on the arms and legs. Maybe they're all connected together where you can't get away, where you can't run very fast, you can't run far. Even if the door opens, you're, you're not going to get anywhere if you can escape. And so it's fascinating, uh, this idea of grace, and yet we get to do something and be a part of it. It's not works, but it's faith. It's receiving. It's faith without works is dead. So he says, look, guess what? Take the chains off. You're like, but the chains, I didn't even put the chains on me. But God says, guess what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be so good in your life that I'm not going to take the chains off. I'm going to let you do it. I'm going to let you be a part of it, where it's not just totally passive. And I believe that's one of the mysteries is how, how does this grace work? I mean, because it's God's grace. I mean, it's by grace we say been through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. And yet we, we clothe ourselves with strength. We take hold of things. We, we do things. We participate. Faith without works is dead. And so I don't know if that any of these things, if that thing's for you this morning where God's saying, hey, Take that thing off your neck. You know, when something's on your neck, you know, that's just, I mean, I know that they, that's why I don't like ties. <laughs> okay. Never likes things around my neck. Okay. You know, when something's around your neck, that just gets up close and personal real quickly. You know, if you, if you want to get on somebody, I mean, we don't, you know, if you go and grab somebody's neck, I mean, if I go grab Jacob Poe's neck right now, if I can find it, 
behind that beard. That's why you have a beard, right? <laughs> so, I mean, if someone comes up and grabs your neck, I mean, you're like, right away, you might get hit. <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter who you are. You know, that's that's an aggressive move. So, like, here's the deal. The aggressive things that the enemy has come to place in your life. God's saying now, take it off your neck. Take it off your neck. I freed you, but you get to remove the chains. Grace and faith at work. You have to believe that when you reach your hand up spiritually to take it off, it's going to be gone. It's so much easier. Wouldn't it be so much easier if God just let, just did everything for us and we didn't have to do anything? But then we would just be robots. We, there would be no true relationship. And so he says, look, for a relationship, there has to be two ways. It has to be two ways. It cannot just be one way. It cannot be, it's all him, but you, we get to participate. It's all his work. He's going to kick down the doors. He's going to tear down the walls. All the songs we sung about all that stuff is so true. But here's the deal. He's going to do all that. And then he says, hey, come out of the prison. You've got to walk out. You know, when Peter was in prison in Acts, it says that, uh, you know, that he was in prison. And then it says an angel came and opened the door. And it doesn't say this. The one thing is it doesn't say this. It doesn't say that the angel dragged Peter out of the prison. It says that he was, first of all, he thought he was dreaming. And then it says he began to walk out of the prison. And so as he walked, guess what? He was free. If he didn't walk, freedom was available, but he wasn't walking in it. And so it's the same principle now that God is saying, look, take the chain off your neck. So I don't know what that is in your life. I mean, my wife maybe already prayed for it, and we're like, well, I just took that off. Hallelujah. But my encouragement to you is free yourself from the chains on your neck, daughter of Zion, now a captive. And so it ends like this, of course. It says, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. When you've been freed, you've got good news. And then you've got your feet. It says in the New Testament that they're covered with the gospel of peace. And we go. We do exactly what we prayed for beforehand where it says, hey, I'm, I'm the hope, not because of me, but because of Jesus. If Jesus is the hope, and if Jesus lives in me by the Holy Spirit, then I have hope to bring to someone, and my feet are beautiful when I bring good news. I think that's all we need today. Father, we honor you today for being with us. And right now, just if, as every eye is closed... If you need to just symbolically reach up and take something off your neck right now, I just really feel like that's that's one that God wants to do right now. So if that's if that's you, just go ahead and and whatever symbol you need to remove chains, Lord, I pray right now as spiritually as physically we're doing the natural, Lord, I thank you that you're doing the supernatural. 
the aggressive fronts that the enemy has brought into people's lives right now are being taken off by your power as we use your power that you've given us. Thank you for no more chains. Thank you for fresh breath, Lord, where it was spiritually we were unable to breathe, Lord, that there was, there was just shortness of breath. There was always this thing hanging around there. There's going to be peace right now. There's going to be refreshing right now in the name of Jesus. Those who need to clothe themselves with strength right now, Lord, we choose to put on strength. Those of us who have been living weak, where we have been living on our own strength, we choose to clothe ourselves with your strength. Put on the full armor of God, and we're going to clothe ourselves in the power of your might to be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might, and to walk with your anointing. God, your fine garments, your, your mark upon us, identifying us as the children of God. We honor you for that today. We honor you for meeting us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.